Hello humans and welcome to what is already a rather unique episode of Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber and today is May 18th, 2019. So it's a little after 4 a.m. and I've been up before since before 3 um, thinking about this episode. And I had a big conversation with Thomas yesterday about whether or not I should share what I'm about to share with you. And he thinks yes, and I think a terrified no. So yes. Um, And yeah, he's been really helpful with me because what I'm working through right now um, isn't about our marriage, isn't about really too much recent, though there is some recent. It's about... um, the source. Oh God, here it goes. Uh, starting to shake, starting to sweat. Um, a topic that I have been avoiding and pretty much planned on continuing avoiding forever, if at all possible. Um, but that kind of defeats the purpose of this show, doesn't it? So um, over the last couple of days, I've been doing some trauma work on myself Um, and mostly what that looks like is allowing space for the memories to come back, to think through them, um, to sometimes think through them from different perspectives. I particularly find it helpful to think about some of the things that happened in my life from the perspective of, um, being a social worker or some sort of caregiver or somebody who, um, maybe would have been able to observe and see that the things weren't great. Okay. Yeah. I'm still really avoiding this subject. Um, God, sweating. (laughs) Um, I have figured out in the last few days that the vast majority of negative, unfortunate, traumatizing things that I have been through in my 28 years stem from one source. They come from the poor decision-making skills or... Um, at least poor decision-making experiences of one person. My father. Um, the first thing that I, I just, I feel like I should give disclaimers. Like I know that he didn't have it easy and that he has his own things that he needs to work through, but all that does is make me nervous about other people who might listen to this, who might take offense, and the fear and the struggle and the exposure here and the deep-seated anxiety of what might happen based on this honesty is very real for me right now. Um, but it's there. And while I have a hard time believing that the things that I went through in my life could um, have resulted in this level of disorder and disease within my body and mind, I have a really hard time believing that that's what's going on. But if it's been contributing at all, I mean, that's the point of this show is to be able to admit to the life circumstances that I've experienced that I believe contributed to my less than stellar life right now that make it so that no matter how 
hard I'm working, no matter how much energy and effort I put in to doing the right things, taking care of myself, um, being good to the people who are around me, um, making healthful decisions, trying over and over and over again to find a therapist, that there's still things going on in me that I don't think I have any control over. I certainly don't think are my fault. And um, we're at the hands of other people. And I think that it's important to not keep hiding that. And even if it might hurt, I hope that ultimately it will help because what I see more than anything is that the trauma that I've experienced, the bad decisions that resulted in me having to go through things that are not good, um, I think it's ancestral. I think it's generational. I think that things get passed down that can hurt. I think that things that help don't get passed down. Um, and a huge part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I guess why ultimately just over five months ago, um, I asked to be left alone indefinitely. Um, and while a lot of people think that that being left alone is just a minor temporary blip in my ability to be a high-functioning, meaningful, important uh, member of that side of my family and being able to serve as a dutiful daughter. Um, the idea is that somehow I'm going to get to a point where I don't have panic attacks thinking about dealing with this, where I can attend family functions and participate in that side of my family without great amounts of fear and anxiety and physical distress. There's the idea that I'll get over that somehow. There's been advice to get over that um, and go back and get back to it. And the idea is that I will. Um, but what if I don't? What if I say enough is enough that I love him and I love the people he's connected to, the, my, my family members, all of the two generations of humans he's sired for better or for worse and related to these people. I love all of them. I don't want any of this to be going on. I don't want to have to deal with something. I, I don't want to have been mistreated. I don't want decisions to have been made for me on my behalf well or well before I was born that dramatically negatively impacted me, that made me go through things that I hope nobody has to go through, that spousified me and made me responsible for things that I was much too young. Sometimes I still feel too young to have experienced. I didn't go through everything that other people have gone through. I've helped other people through experiences that I don't understand how they survived. I survived my experiences and in a lot of way they formed me and they made me the person that I am. If I hadn't been forced to handle things that were inappropriate for me to handle at such a young age, if I hadn't learned truths and um, had to try and protect myself and 
I learned a lot of coping skills that were horrible and are still hurting me and they're causing, you know, still social anxiety and PTSD and I have depression and anxiety and all of these things going on in my life. But I'm also one of the most responsible, capable, and competent people I've ever met. I'm one of the most talented people when it comes to humans and society and systems and running a house and making good decisions and being able to be there for people. I've healed people. I've helped people. I've nursed people. I've already gotten to help raise a child. I've lived through experiences, been parts of communities, spent time with groups of people that like, you'd be surprised who I have spent time with, who I was raised with, the dynamic nature of who surrounded me throughout my years, the excessive amount of times I've moved, the overwhelming amount of situations that I've been in that I really, really hated. And yet I was still there and I'm still here. But this past Christmas, um, I was supposed to see my dad again. And that morning I had four panic attacks before I finally gave up. Before I finally said, this is enough. My body is trying to tell me no. And I need to love myself and respect myself enough to say no and to say goodbye and to say enough is enough. And that I can be the most wonderful, generous, compassionate, loving person and try so hard to set myself aside to be good and helpful to others. But at the end of the day, I, I do not have a life right now. And if continuing to make myself do things that I don't want to do, advice that was given to me as a young teen to help me grow through my anxiety. I had social anxiety be public, do speeches. You don't want to be around people, be extremely extroverted. You are just nervous about anything ever. You, Your body, your mind is telling you no. It's a growing opportunity. Just keep pushing. Just keep going. But my body has shut down more than once. And if I had to continue doing things that I didn't want to do to live this life, then... I honestly don't think that I would make it very much longer. But fortunately, I have more of a say now than I used to. And I'm allowed, I'm allowing myself to say goodbye. 